Get up, Flyer fans. It's the show just for you. Flyer Feedback. Presented by Bud Light. And live from the WHIO studios. Flyer Feedback is brought to you by Bud Light. The perfect beer for whatever happens. And by Flyer Spirit. Stop on over to Flyer Spirit and show off your Flyer pride. Go UD. Call in with your comments or questions. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Now, here's your host, John Bedell and John Tisdell. Flyer fans, welcome into our studios here at 1611 South Main Street. No party booth tonight, no sir. Flyers a loser, 66-64 to the UMass Minutemen. I'm John Bedell, he's John Tisdell. We're here with you for Flyer Feedback, taking this until 10 o'clock tonight. And Tis, not a bad loss. UMass is a top 75 team. Their RPI is 53. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is a very frustrating loss, just the way they they lost this game. This is the first time this year that the Flyers beat themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get beat by a really good UConn team. You get uh, whooped pretty good in Arkansas down in Fayetteville. And you just get thumped uh, last week by a, a good Davidson team. Right. Um, so not a bad loss to this UMass team. But a frustrating one, Tiz, because there was a lot of missed opportunities, a lot of missed conversions, uh, down the stretch especially. And it's a place where historically the Flyers... Uh, that has not been kind. You can't say no. at Amherst in particular because there was, well, it's mostly Amherst, but the 2009 loss was at the Mass Mutual Center in, in Springfield. Springfield. But going back to 1996 now, in the regular season, so discounting the, the A-10, A-10 tournament win that was during the few-year stretch where, of course, they played the first-round games on campus sites. Brian right. Gregory's last year here, they did get UMass at in Amherst. Correct. Uh, against correct. the Derek Kellogg squad in postseason play. But in the regular season, going back to 1996, the Flyers' Tiz are now 3-8 and eight against uh, UMass yeah. in true road games. I'll count the Mass Mutual Center as a true road game. Yeah. And now Tiz, since 2004, 1-5 mm. against the Minutemen They've on only, the road. Yeah. They've only had one win in New England, or really two wins in New England since 2005. Uh, if you include Amherst and Kingston, Rhode Island, just... They have not played well up up in that part of the country for uh, for for a number of years. And look, you look at the numbers of the series. The series now even at eleven apiece. You know, Dayton Lee is well, I think six and four at Dayton, and UMass uh, was seven and four at the Mullen Center coming into tonight. Now that's changed. Uh, but look, tonight was about missed opportunities for the Flyers, and really for the first time, John, like you said. It was the first time this year that they missed out on opportunities. You look at the last few minutes of this game. Deshaun Pierre missing a wide-open layup when Dayton was down 62-59. Uh, UD also missed some free throws. Jordan Seibert missed a three-point play, uh, I think, under four. Kyle Davis missed a couple of free throws. Dayton goes 7-14 from the line. That's not going to get it done on the road. Um, really, the key point in this game for me... Dayton is leading 44-42 after a follow-up jam by Deshaun Pierre. UMass counters by going on a 10-1 run. They go up 52-45, including a pair of jams by Maxi Esho and Tyler Bergantino, and that got the uh, Mullen Center to its feet. UD went over four minutes without a field goal, and a three-pointer by Daryl Davis ended that with 11.51 to play. One point, Dave Jablon- Dave- David Jablonski and Dayton Daily News tweeted, at one point, Dayton got three points in a nine-minute nine stretch. Uh, that's not going to get it done on the road. Now, let's give UMass credit. UMass made the plays down the stretch, as Brooks Halls mentioned. UM- is UMass an awful team? No. UMass is a good team. They're 11-9, and nine, about, a, about a 500 team. They were an NCAA tournament team a year ago. Uh, but this is a game you just wished 
um, the, the, the Flyers with a full roster, you'd like to see what could happen. But you know what? They didn't, they didn't get it done tonight. You move on. Now it's on to Fordham. And uh, Flyers got some work to do. As Archie Miller said, the next 48 hours is going to be pretty yeah, critical. Yeah, they certainly do. Archie, as he talks a lot about, uh, you know, Tiz, he never wants teams to beat you twice and that you got to get over the hangover of this one, move on. you got a Fordham team that's not very good coming in here Sunday to UD Arena uh, on Super Bowl Sunday. A pretty good chance to rebound uh, at home. Uh, but Tiz, it's a tough, it's just a tough one to lo- uh, lose because of just how they played. As Archie mentioned, I mean, he said the free throw line, quote, killed them. Two for 12 yep. in the second half. I mean, that's just not getting it done. Uh, Brooks Hall brought up a point I thought was, was, was astute as well, Tiz, is that there was just a lot of missed opportunities all over the place, but particularly on the fast break, Tiz just yeah. really couldn't capitalize when they had two-on-one, three-on-one breaks, uh, just not capitalizing. And, and Tiz, this is one of the, the few times this year where since the dismissals, you know, there haven't, there's been a lot of teams that have had size that UD's handled just fine. Tonight, not so. No. Uh, with uh, Esho in the lane, uh, you know, a, a tough a, a tough tandem for the, the Flyers to handle tonight. And this is really a team that, as Archie mentioned early, uh, their game plan was to ruffle the Flyers a little bit with some pressure on the and defensive end. On the offensive side early, they got the ball inside and made a concerted effort to do so. And Tiz, this is one of the uh, games where we really saw the size exploited. Mm-hmm. Richmond did as well, but we Correct. escaped Richmond with the win. This is Correct. the first time we've really run into a bandsaw uh, with uh, with size. And, and UMass did a pretty good job of exploiting that tonight. They did. I mean, Katie Lalane, a 6'10 senior, he's reached double figures 14 of the 19 games, including nine double doubles this year 25 of his in his career Lelaine as just caddy Lelaine just for some reasons played well two years ago he played great at against Dayton in Amherst and tonight was the same thing 18 points I think 14 in the first half uh Trey Davis and remember UMass hit four three-pointers to start the game and this is normally not a good three-point shooting team and they were hitting their and they hit their outside shots early now they were quiet they got ice cold about as cold as the weather was up in that part of the country <laughs> um with all the, the the snow that they got I mean you think what we got to earlier in this week was something no uh go to Worcester yeah. or Boston about how bad they got uh, Amherst not so bad that, but bottom line is this. Um, this was a tight game. You and we talked about this. We thought this would be a tight game. Um, you thought maybe the Flyers could pull it out, but just traditionally, this has always been a tough place to play the Mullen Center. You go back to – they've always had good size. Going back to the John Calipari days when they had Marcus Campy, even when they had Larry Kettner when Bruiser Flint was the head coach. And tonight, Caddy Lalane did that again, and you add in uh, um, Esho. Uh, he had eight points and a couple of dunks. And uh, really, one last thing. Brooks Hall also made this point. There was no flow for Dayton, and they really didn't have that offensively tonight. Four five seven twelve ninety is the number. Flyers fans, we want to hear from you, or you can get at us on the Twitter at WHIO Radio. He is at John Tisdale, me, John Bedell. I'm at J Bedell WHIO. To the phone lines we go. Ed from Dayton, welcome to Flyer Feedback. Ed, what's on your mind? Hey guys, how you doing? Uh, not too bad. Could be better after a yeah. after a loss, but uh, what's on your mind, Ed? Yeah, you know, this, this year has been so strange. You got you know a guy that's six ten. You put in there, he gets kicked off the team. And also, a year where Steve McElveen is six eleven, freshman, is you know declared ineligible. It's just it's just too tough against. Especially, you know, team uh, Massachusetts had two big guys and they couldn't deal with it, basically. 
Yeah, they've uh, they've been fortunate, Ed, that really since those dismissals, uh, you know, obviously having McIlvain as a partial qualifier, you got a 6'11 guy mm-hmm. uh, sitting on the bench. Uh, who knows, maybe this year will end up being a good thing for uh, McIlvain in the future, but certainly with the 6'11 guy on the bench with the situation now, Ed, you, yeah. you'd like to have him, but uh, you know, they've been fortunate to uh, not have that that size disadvantage, the the undersizedness, if you will, not exploited tonight, though, certainly in a, in a, in a, a way that uh, Flyers weren't able to escape with a win. You're right. Well, you know, I don't think it's too late in the year to do this, but earlier in the year, if they would have had a walk-on trial, there, you know, you never know what's walking around on campus, but there's a 6'10", 6'9", guy that's fairly athletic. I think that would have helped him this year. Uh, you just need a body in there on defense. And uh, I think that even if the guy averages three, four points a game, that would help at this point. But, you know, who knows? Well, if there's somebody on campus that, I mean, I know that a lot of people do think they need bodies, but if there's a guy on campus that could hoop, you know, they would have. <laughs> they would have yeah. found him uh, by now. I, I don't know if you want to just pluck somebody off campus but I mean you're right that's uh, it, there's going to be games going forward look where that that's going to be an issue Ed they're not going to be able to skirt it for mm-hmm. some games there's yeah. some uh certainly GW is when you look GW to with Kevin Larson you know they're big that's a team you look at uh VCU doesn't have well, quite the hammer VCU's they used got that to one big guy that you know that in, in the middle a lot of problems but, uh, yeah there's some there's there's games left Ed that that size is uh that's going to be certainly an obstacle for them to overcome and there's there's games left this year where that's going to come up again yeah do you guys know if uh, UD does any walk-on tryouts uh, during the year? I mean, if they do, Ed, I don't think any answer is going to be there. I, I really yeah. don't. I mean, with walk-on guys, you're not going to have anybody no. that's going to just be the magic fix for, for a big man. Yeah. It's it's, yeah. it's really not. And, and how often is it, Ed and John, that you get a walk-on that gets a scholarship? Bobby Worley was the, the rare exception into that. The other one I could yeah. think of maybe was Keith Wallace-Kowski. I, I think he walked was a walk-on initially, then got a scholarship. Now, I could be wrong. If I'm wrong, um, let me know if I'm wrong. But uh, but that's the rare exception. And if there are guys that were 6'7", six, 6'8", six, uh, maybe on the football team, sure, you'd like to take it. But look, you play with the guys that you got. These guys play their hearts out, but uh, it wasn't enough tonight, Ed. All right, one, one real quick thing. I went to the University of Cincinnati, and uh, as far as the football team went, I know we had uh, like a walk-on trial like in uh, yeah. late September. And I mean, what the hell? I mean, you might as well try it if you're low on numbers, you know. And if it doesn't work out, if you don't keep anybody, but hell, give it a shot. Hell, I mean, it only take what, what uh, one practice to do <laughs> So that's my only suggestion. They gave a good try tonight, but uh, I think they'll play good from here on out. All right. Well, thank you for the call. I'll fire feedback here, Ed. Thank you, sir. Ed really likes (laughs) (laughs) walk-ons. Yes, he does. Thanks for the call, Ed. Yeah, that's... uh... That's going to be an issue, Tiz. You know, you look at certainly the GW game, and that's one where you think, you know, with Kevin Larson in the middle, oh, man. you know, that's 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 a long GW team and a tall mm-hmm. GW team. But Historically, uh, they have not been in historically days and hasn't played well GW. But look, right before we go to the news, um, when when Darryl, when Devin Scott and, Jer- and Jalen Robinson were dismissed, Archie Miller said to that presser, this is, it seems like eons ago, this is a little bit more than a month and a half ago, he said, this changes everything. Uh, he wasn't kidding. This changed a lot of things. Have the Flyers adjusted and done well at times? Yeah. But now they're hitting a little bit of that wall that you and I have talked about, that Larry talked about, that they hit in last January. Is this the beginning that they're hitting that wall now? I'm not saying that they are, but is this the beginning possibly of such? But we'll see what happens. I think Fordham is a big game. They need to bounce back, and they can't look ahead to GW. 
Nope, they can't. We've got to take a break. Here's some news. Pay some bills, Flyers fans. But right now, uh, Dayton losers 66-64 tonight. Dayton drops to 16-4 on the year, 6-2 now in A-10 play. John Bedell, John Tisdale with you here for Flyer Feedback. More of it after this break right here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. No other station. Freeways are in bad shape right now. Covers the traffic. There's almost countless crashes out there in every part of the Miami Valley. Like Dayton's News 95.7 WHIO. Even though much of this freezing rain has moved out of the area, roadways are still a mess. Traffic every six minutes in the morning on News 95.7 WHIO. If you're struggling with your mortgage, there's a free government program that offers expert one-on-one advice about your mortgage options. Call 1-888-995-HOPE or visit makinghomeaffordable.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Treasury, HUD, and the Ad Council. Dayton's only news and talk station. News 95.7 and AM 1290. WHIO. Depend on it. News Radio. I'm Lisa Lissano. One of the five men released from Guantanamo in exchange for Sergeant Bo Bergdahl tried to get back in touch with the Taliban. A U.S. official telling Fox calls to the terror group were intercepted. In the past releases, there's approximately 30 percent of those who have returned to the fight. So it should be of no surprise that one or more of these five would return to the fight. And it's why many of us objected to it at the time. Arizona Senator John McCain, no word on the fate of a Jordanian and a Japanese hostage being held by ISIS after the deadline to swamp them for a woman being held in Jordan has passed. Shortly after the deadline passed, a counterterrorism source who tracks social media told Fox News a Twitter account linked to ISIS said they're standing by for an official announcement from ISIS. Fox's Catherine Herridge in Washington, another Japanese hostage, was beheaded by ISIS last week. Fox News, we report, you decide. 95.7 WHIO extended five-day forecast and exclusive for Dayton Radio is next. Get the weather on demand and in the palm of your hand. The WHIO weather app tracking 24-7. Set your current location and get alerts wherever you go. Stream 7 Weather Now and track live Doppler 7 HD. Don't settle for a generic national app. Get the local content you deserve catered specifically to you. From the Storm Center 7 team of local meteorologists, the WHIO weather app on your phone or tablet. Download it today. Looking for a new home? Log on to SipsyKline.com to see all area open houses. That's every open house, all in one convenient place. Open houses are easy at SipsyKline.com. I simply selected my community and received a directory of all open houses. Larger SipsyKline photos, lots of facts, and the new maps made my open house tour a breeze. That's just the beginning of what you'll find at SipsyKline.com. Hey, looks like nobody's home at that house. Okay, let's see what's inside. Attention, this is the Alarm Force Central Station. Identify yourself immediately. The authorities have been dispatched. Let's get out of here. Get live two-way voice monitoring from Alarm Force. No telephone line at home. Go wireless with Cellwave. Installed at no charge. Exclusive for the month of January. Call 1-800-267-2001. Alarm Force. 
If you could improve your heart health just by drinking a glass of earthy vegetable juice daily, would you do it? Probably not. But what if I told you this performance enhancing veggie was transformed into a great tasting circulation superfood drink? Interested in trying it now for free? I thought so. It's called Super Beats and it can help you boost your body's nitric oxide levels in as little as 20 minutes to increase your energy and stamina while supporting overall cardiovascular health. Super Beats is recommended by top athletes and doctors because it works. Both men and women drink it in the morning for all day energy, at the gym for an extra long workout, or in the afternoon as a natural pick-me-up without jittery side effects. Learn how to get your first supply of Super Beats free for just the cost of shipping and processing. Plus, get a free book on ways to improve your health with nitric oxide. Call now 1-800-573-2990-800-573-2990-800-573-2990 or go to drinksuperbeats.com. This is a Troy's super tastiest tradition, Kay's Hamburgers. They use only the best ground chuck to create their delicious hamburgers, serve breakfast all day, sandwiches, soups, and salads, plus pies and old-fashioned malts and shakes. As Michael says, breakfast, lunch, or dinner, Kay's is always a winner. 117 East Main in Troy. Our diamond buying team travels to Belgium three to four times a year. They must have a billion dollars worth of diamonds go through their hands just to hand select the finest diamonds for our clientele here in Dayton. Please visit us at the Elizabeth Diamond Company and let us show you three or four beautiful diamonds side by side so we can help you make an educated decision on which is the best for you. We're very much in tune to finding a stone that presents itself well and that she will love forever. The Elizabeth Diamond Company in Centerville and Troy. Remember, if you haven't shopped EDC, you're not done shopping yet. Hey Flyer fans, this is Larry Hanskin. He hit the shot against DePaul. UD Hall of Famer Ed Young will be joining me at Casano's on Brown Street on Friday, January 30th from 5 until 6. Stop by, say hi, and get free tickets to the Dayton versus Fordham game while they last. The News 95.7 WHIO Friday weather forecast. Windy this evening and tonight. Scattered snow showers will be around. A very small accumulation under an inch in some spots, but enough for some road issues. Low temperature of 20. A few flurries tomorrow. Some afternoon sun. Breezy, a high of 24. Increasing clouds Saturday, a high near freezing. Snow arrives Saturday night through Sunday, tapering down late in the day, a high of 30. Monday, much colder. A few flurries, a high of 16. Snow showers Tuesday, 24. I'm meteorologist Rich Wards on Dayton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Flyer fans, welcome back into our studios here at 1611 South Main Street. I'm John Bedell. He's John Tisdale. Brennan Fode, producer extraordinaire, flying the plane tonight. Thank you, sir, for getting us on the air. The man through the glass, as they say. Tis a loser tonight for us, 66-64. Dayton drops to UMass on the road and uh, a place where they haven't won since the first Christmas. Uh, Seems like it, Last it? regular season win uh, against UMass on the road mm-hmm. is 2004, February 8th of 04. Flyers won 66-59. Flyers did win, as we have mentioned, in a 10-tournament game there on March 8th, 2011. Right. BG's last year here, 78-50 uh, over the uh, Minutemen. That was also a Derek Kellogg squad that year. Uh, and Tiz, now the Flyers are in the midst of a stretch, including this UMass game where they have three of their next right. four on the road. You get four of them at home this coming Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday. Then you hit the road for two more in what could be a really tough stretch at GW. 
on February 6th and then at St. Louis on February 10th. St. Yeah. Louis, obviously, not even your younger brothers, your older brothers, uh, no, the slew no. team of last year, no. but always a tough place to play uh. at Chaffetz Arena at, uh, at, a, at a, a style of ball that kind of reminds you of uh, Charlie Cole's Miami. Mm-hmm. Grind it to a halt. First, first to one 50. to fifty wins, about as much fun as a trip to the dentist. <laughs> uh, never a tough, uh, easy place to play. Another, again, historically, uh, not historically, but a difficult A10 yeah. venue. And tonight, Flyers uh, in a place that hasn't been historically kind to them. Tis Amherst, a loser tonight. They dropped to sixteen and four on the year and six and two in A10 play. Yeah, I mean, this is a difficult stretch, and you go through these tough stretches, three out of your next four on the road, a game against Fordham that you should win, but then you got to go to GW, uh, oddly enough, Friday, on a Friday night, and then you play St. Louis on a Tuesday. Um, This is a difficult stretch, but you know what? The Flyers aren't going to make excuses. they got to get ready to play. And uh, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, the good side again, Kendall Pollard again playing hard. Cybert in double figures hit a big shot right at the end of the half that seemed to give Dayton momentum. They looked like they were on the run to start the second half, but just that stretch again. 44-42, put back dump by Deshaun Pierre, and then uh, UMass outscores 10 out of the next 11 points. It was 52-45, and you know, I th- I, Dayton just could not get back. They, they almost did after being down 60 to 50 but they just couldn't uh, yep. quite pull it off Four five seven twelve ninety is the number of flyers fans to the phone lines we go back to the phone lines we go to ravo and drexville ravo welcome to flyer feedback bud hey the flyers that really had a good night tonight were tom michaels at brooks hall uh tom uh, was uh, boy that boy can uh, talk fast and clear and uh i, I really thought he was good tonight uh, as a substitute for larry and uh, Brooks was very concise, and he really got it right from the get-go. He saw the problems right away at the beginning of the game, and he had the correct problems. I thought it was great. Uh, I thought they did a great job. Uh, Brooks was concise and insightful. I thought they did a great job. Brooks is always uh, a good. He's a pro. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, we're, we're an eight seed right now in Joe Lenardi's bracketology, which means we got about three losses to give until we're, until we're out of the 68. Um, as a quick comment on Ed's uh, asking about scouting, uh, uh, scouting players on campus, what every school does now is, they, is the campus is scouted, and they're scouted by, of all people, one you'd never guess. You, Robo, do you the, scout the campus? They're scouted by the women's basketball players. You scout them. The, yeah, the women's basketball players are looking for subs to play against. Uh, you know, in, in a practice, and, and if you saw them with the red-blue games, those guys are pretty good. They're not as good as the walk-ons that are on the team, but they're pretty darn good. None of them were over 6'4", but they are scouted. I mean, you, 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 they are scouted now, and, uh, uh, you know, they pick up uh, – there's quite a few guys, you know, not just the ones that are on the men's team, but also an awful lot that play, they're on a practice squad to play against the women's team. So they – and that's true of every campus, not just UD. All right, well, thank you for the call here on Flyer Feedback, Bravo. Is. I don't know. Uh, speaking of which, too, you mentioned the seating. You go to bracketmatrix.com. Great yeah. source for you fans out there mm-hmm. if you want to go check. Yeah. It compiles all the guys that do bracketology because if you'd believe it, Dylan Artie, not the only one anymore that does that. Average seed for the Flyers now is an eight, mm-hmm. according to bracketmatrix.com. Right. Good right. source for fans. It averages up all the different, uh, you know, Jerry Palm, NBC Sports, all the different guys yeah. that prognosticate the tournament. Mm-hmm. Average seed for the Flyers right now is an eight this week. And Tiz, too, as we talked about, not a bad win, just a frustrating one. I mean, UMass is a top, just 
outside of top 50 RPI team. They're 53. Yeah. Uh, all four losses for this team now to top 75 teams. Uh, just frustrating in that the way they lost. I mean, obviously, yeah. you don't like to get thumped like you did at Davidson last week either. Right, but right. especially frustrating when you, you look back at the tape and as, <clears throat> excuse me, as Brooks Hall said, you know, this is going to be a tape that you go back and watch and going to be a little sick watching it because mm-hmm. a lot of missed opportunities and yeah. you're frustrating because it is frustrating because you really feel like, you know, they did, I think, beat themselves tonight. Yeah, and that's tough to swallow. It is. It, it's tough to swallow for the time being. But you know what? You got to move on, get ready for Fordham, and you got to get ready for this next stretch, uh, which is not going to be easy. But look, uh, you know, was it one play that cost Dayton the game? No, it was several. Uh, the missed layup at the end against by Pierre, but also there were some missed chances in the first half. Really, Brooks pointed this out at the beginning of the game. Uh, Ravel pointed this out at the very beginning. They didn't have good energy to start the game, and I think the backcourt pressure that UMass applied threw them off a little bit, and it took them a while to adjust, and UMass stormed out to a quick lead, and Dayton was pr- pretty much playing catch-up really the entire ball game, except for that one moment when they left 44-42, but move on. And that's what we're going to do. You know, what's the yep. rule that Mike Kelly has than Rick Chamberlain had? You got 24 hours to complain about a loss, enjoy a win, and then it's right back to work. So you know Hold what? On. Hopefully, team gets out of, gets out of uh, Connecticut before the weather yeah, gets they, in. They were because hurrying up it, to get out of UMass. Well, and this may be the same system that got us this morning. So yep. you, you thought it was a mess this morning. Could be a mess again, so make sure you tune in tomorrow morning to Miami Valley's Morning News. Chris Collins and company, uh, Michael Purvis, they will have the news, weather, and traffic. That's right. Larry Hansgen not in yet. If you haven't heard, we do uh, send our well wishes to Larry Hansgen, Absolutely. our dear friend and colleague. Larry is recovering from back surgery. Larry, get well soon. Uh, Larry is at home, resting comfortably. Talked to him today. He's feeling good. Good. Feeling better, and he is expected to be back at work Monday. I think he's getting bored. Larry's <laughs> one of those guys. He's got to be <laughs> on the move. Got to be doing Wilson something. Told me. <laughs> so Tom will be uh, in the in the chair, the big chair, as we say, for Larry on Sunday, the Fordham game. Bucky will be back, and then we hope to have Larry back to his for the GW Road game. Yes. So Larry, get well soon, bud. Thinking about you. Hope you hope you get back to us soon, my friend. Back to the phone lines we go. Bill in Centerville. Bill, are you are you Bill of Bill's Donuts? Or are you a different Bill from Centerville? <laughs> No, I'm a half a block from there, though okay. I go over there quite frequently. That's good real estate, man, if you're half a block from Bill's. <laughs> it's too handy. <laughs> What's on your mind, Bill? Hey, whatever happened to Detwan Rogers? I thought he was supposed to be available after the break, and I haven't heard a word. What's going on? That was the plan, uh, Bill. He was supposed to be available, but Archie came out uh, on, what was it, Saturday, and mm-hmm. said that, uh, here's the full quote from Archie, that uh, this is uh, talking to David Jablonski from the Dayton Daily News, that he wasn't at the game tonight based on an academic situation he's dealing with. Uh, he We held him out of the game. Right now, he's going to be on a day-to-day basis. He's going to have to get his academics in order in terms of what we expect from our guys every day. And this is another, continuing the quote from Archie. I doubt very highly he'll play one minute this year. Where that goes from here, I don't know. Close quote, Archie Miller. So right now, Bill, he's dealing with an academic situation. And uh, right now, he's he's not playing. And as Archie said, he wouldn't expect to see him another minute that uh, for the rest of the year. So we'll see. But it doesn't look like we're going to see him again based on what Archie's been saying. So. That sounds like the other two big guys. They had a real good opportunity, and they screwed it up. Yeah, I mean, I don't know yeah. what's you know what's going on, but it's obviously uh, something that he's he's doing that the coaching staff doesn't agree with. And when he's not playing, uh, you know, you can't you can't take away playing mm-hmm. time he doesn't have. So what other what other course do they have? From what I understand, from talking to the athletic department, and to send a message to the kid of you know what, don't bother showing up to the arena. So right now it's. Uh, Body they could have used, but one that's, uh, according to Archie, not going to be available for, for quite some time, Bill. So there you have it. So any 
idea how that affects his eligibility? Will he lose a year, or does anybody know? Well, I don't, I don't know about that, Bill, but if I had to guess strictly based on what I'm observing, and this is just my personal opinion looking at it, I mean, I would expect both sides to move on at the end of the year. But again, that's just me not knowing anything, uh, you know, in terms of speaking to Archie or anybody. That's just me observing what's going on. And I, w- I would, again, just expect both sides to kind of move on. But we'll have to wait and see. Again, that that's just me, but we'll see. Okay, well, keep up the good work, guys. Appreciate your thank show. You. All right, thank you, Bill. Appreciate that for the kind of words very much. Well, Tiz... Well, you know, uh, you, you could have used him tonight, but uh, y- even if he, even if he said they're they're going to put him right away, he, what what would he been good for? Maybe four or five minutes. You could only put him yeah. in there just a little at a time. Remember when Kavanaugh had that concussion and they brought him back? You could only bring him bring him along slowly. So maybe too little, too late at this point. But look, you play with the guys that you got. You know, yeah, I'm not I'm not familiar with what's going on right there. I can't really comment on that. But uh, you know what? Move on. You know, we'll, we'll see what happens uh, at the end of the year. But uh, Flyers have got a uh, Archie and the players. They're going to get ready for the Fordham Rams on uh, Super Bowl Sunday. <laughs> yeah, Archie's a big one, Tis, about always talking about never letting a team beat you twice. Yes, he is. Uh, of course, we talk about that a lot here. You got to, mm-hmm. you know, you got to get over the hangover of losing. You got 24 hours to feel bad about it. And I'm, I'm sure at points this team uh, will probably feel really bad about this one. Beat themselves, had a lot of missed opportunities. Uh, as Brooks was talking about throughout points, you know, of this game, you had at times they were looking good offensively, were running their offense well, uh, were moving the ball around, getting rotations, yeah. getting the defense to shift. Times in the second half, Tiz, uh, not so much. Kind of pitching, catching the perimeter, things kind of sputtered. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I tell you what, scoring's dropped off, Tiz, too, yeah, recently. You know what? I mean, they were, during that winning streak, they were scoring in bunches, starting with the Boston game. They went. 78, 75, 78, 81, 78, 76, Fordham. Then, ever since the LaSalle game, man, 61, you 61, 60, 63, and 64, 64 tonight. Scoring's dropped off in a big way recently, yeah. and that's, you know, when you got 64 points is the most you've scored in the last one, two, three, four, you know, five games. Eh, that's a little bit of a concern. Well, and the other thing is, when you get to conference play, it becomes more of a half-court game. And you know some of these college basketball games, they're becoming more physical again. Remember the NCAA really wanted to really crack down on that. Well, yep. now it's becoming more physical again. And is the lack of depth starting to catch up? Maybe. But you know what? I mean, they're not going to make excuses about it. I mean, if the the Dayton Flyers are making their shots, they can compete with anyone. But when they're not making their shots, and they weren't tonight, 7-21 from beyond the arc, uh, they're not going to get it done. Deshaun Pierre, 3 of 10 from the floor. Scoochie Smith, 3 of 13 from the floor. Um, that's not going to get it done. Now, I think the size of UMass had a lot to do with it. That, yeah. That's always been a problem. Always been a problem. Even last year, Dayton had, had, had trouble with that but they were able to pull, pull away and win that one. Whether you look at Bergantino is 6'9". You've got Lelaine that is 6'10". Um, you've got uh, Esho. Esho is 6'8". Uh, for some odd reason, they always seem to give the Flyers fits. You know, I can't explain why. And you have Gordon, their their other guard, 6'3", and Trey Davis at 6'. Um, you know what? They, they, they made the plays when they had to down the stretch, and they were able to. It, and they had to hold on because, remember, 60-50, Dayton fought back. But you yeah. just wish those free throws went down. That, that's, yeah, that's the thing that really is going to sting mean, at them. Yeah, 7 of 14 from the line, Tiz, 50%. <sighs> especially on the road, you got you to mm-hmm. shoot your free throws. But the one positive was, 
you know, they did. And again, this is not a bad. It's it's a loss that it's just hard to swallow. It's not a That's, bad loss. Right, I don't think it's right. going to kill them come March on the resume. But you know, sixty fifty. Tis they could have easily just packed it in at sixty fifty. Oh, they with, they could have. Uh, less than seven. What is that about the six and a half? Yeah, about five the minute four, mark. Five minute mark. I think. So around that point, they were down ten. With the way things were going, Tis you thought. Holy they cow. They weren't playing And well. then Seibert cut it uh, by way of a 6-0 run, 60-54. Uh, I'm sorry. Seibert cut it to 60-56 with a bucket at the 356 mark. He had an and-one free throw that he missed. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden then, you thought, oh, oh. everybody kind of perked up <laughs> on know. Twitter. Oh, mm-hmm. oh, we got a game here. Yes. So they could have packed it in, but they kept fighting. But Tiz, as you mentioned, man, who boy. Those, uh, those as Archie Mil- Miller said, man, free throws killed us tonight. And, and how many times, Flyer fans, have you heard Bucky Bockhorn say those free throws, those free throws? He, he has said it repeatedly, not not just this year, but over the last several years. You know, got to make free throws. And Flyers did not do that tonight. But was this the other, was that's the only reason the Flyers lost? No, there, there's so many other factors. You know, UMass did a good job yeah. on the boards. Uh, you knew that was going to be a problem. And just they made the plays when they had to. And Dayton just, I think they were in too big of a hole, I think, several times. Down yeah. nine at one point, down 10 at one point. And just with that limited time, I think it was probably not enough time for that. And Daryl Davis hits that bank right there. You're thinking, maybe if we had Kyle Davis, we can get an IPFW miracle. But that wasn't the <laughs> nope. case tonight. One more quote from Archie Miller before we go to break. He just told David Jablonski on the Twitter, as the kids say these days, quote, we weren't tough enough from the start to finish. What I mean by tough, it's not physical, it's mental, close quote. Mm. Archie Miller. Copyright 2015. Flyers are losers. 66-64. John Bedell, John Tisdale with you here for Flyer Feedback, the home stretch of it, right after this break here on the Home of the Flyers. This is Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. If you could improve your heart health just by drinking a glass of earthy vegetable juice daily, would you do it? Probably not. But what if I told you this performance enhancing veggie was transformed into a great tasting circulation superfood drink? Interested in trying it now for free? I thought so. It's called Super Beats and it can help you boost your body's nitric oxide levels in as little as 20 minutes to increase your energy and stamina while supporting overall cardiovascular health. Superbeats is recommended by top athletes and doctors because it works. Both men and women drink it in the morning for all-day energy, at the gym for an extra-long workout, or in the afternoon as a natural pick-me-up without jittery side effects. Learn how to get your first supply of Superbeats free for just the cost of shipping and processing. Plus, get a free book on ways to improve your health with nitric oxide. Call now, 1-800-573-2990. 800 800- 573 or go to drinksuperbeats.com. Hi, this is Larry Hans. Can make 2015 something special by joining me for a 12-day Grand Alaskan tour and cruise with YMT Vacations. We leave on July 9th for Anchorage. We'll visit the Iditarod Sled Dog Headquarters, see Mount McKinley and beautiful Denali National Park. We'll also tour Anchorage and then we board Holland America's MS Osterdam for a seven-night cruise through the Gulf of Alaska and Glacier Bay National Park. We'll visit Haines, Juneau, Ketchikan before disembarking in Vancouver, and then we end the tour in Seattle. Space is filling up, so you need to make your reservations now by calling 1-800-888-8204. Spectacular scenery and wildlife. You'll be able to do things like salmon fishing, whale watching, but you don't want to miss out. Make your reservations now, please, at 1-800-888-8204 to join me and other WHIO listeners on this incredible tour. 800-888-8204. Call now. 
If you normally take 15 minutes to get to work, plan on at least 30 to get there. Bitter cold temps are blistering Dayton. Give yourself some extra drive time. The winter forecast changes daily. Stay connected to the most accurate and dependable weather info on Dayton Radio. WHIO Storm Center 7. The National Weather Service. And the News 95.7 WHIO Storm Center Team. Storm Center Team. Now we got a number of school closings. Dayton Severe Weather Station is News 95.7 WHIO. Very snowy cold start. For Good News in Dayton, I'm Dave Donaldson, Regional President of West Banco Bank. At this time of year, I like to reflect on the many things I am grateful for. At the top of my list are family, friends, and the great community and nation that we have the privilege to live in and serve. I'm also thankful to the dedicated and hardworking employees of West Banco Bank and the great clients we get to assist on a daily basis. West Banco is one of the top performing banks operating in Southwest Ohio, and 2014 has been another great year. Delivering personalized service, our employees help individuals and business owners realize their dreams every day. These dedicated employees work hard to deliver community banking service and volunteer countless hours to help make the Miami Valley a great place to live. I would also like to give a special shout out to all of our tellers that take such great care of our clients day in and day out. You're the face of the bank and I appreciate it. For everything you do, West Banco employees are good news for Dayton. Good news in Dayton is brought to you by Grunder Landscaping Company, Park and Go Airport Parking, and West Banco Bank. For more information, visit goodnewsindayton.com. Hi, this is Larry Hansgood with Richard Herbst of Keller Williams Hometown Realty. Richard, there's a family in my neighborhood that's been living there for about two years. You sold them a home after listing it for about three months, maybe not even that long, and I know it had been on the market for at least three years prior to that. How'd you do it? Well, in this challenging market, we've become more determined and more assertive with our technology and marketing than ever, so we know how to go out and find those buyers for those homes. If someone is frustrated, they've tried to sell their home, they've just given up, what should they do? They need to call me right away, because sometimes a fresh approach, a new marketing plan can make all the difference in the world. And if Richard can't sell your home, he'll buy it himself. Give Richard a call today. The best number? 937-477-1411. And online? That's at teamherps.com. T-E-A-M-H-E-R-B-S-T dot com. I can spot a winner when I see one. Richard Herps to Keller Williams Hometown Realty. The number again? 937-477-1411. Windy this evening and tonight with scattered snow showers. Enough for a very small accumulation, but enough for some road issues. Low temperature 20. A few flurries tomorrow, then some late day sun. Cold, a high of 24. And we're looking at an increase in clouds Saturday before snow arrives at night. I'm meteorologist Rich Ward's Gunthaton's official station for severe weather. News 95.7 WHIO. You're listening to Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 and AM 1290 WHIO. Call in with your questions and comments now. 457-1290. Flyer Feedback on News 95.7 WHIO. Flyer fans, welcome back into our studios here at 1611 South Main Street. John Medell, John Tisdale with you here for Flyer Feedback. That's right, Miami Valley Tweeps. You heard Rich Words of Cried. Hi, tomorrow of 24. Tiz, how many days till pitchers and catchers report? 20 days. Whew, think warm not thoughts. Not that we're not counting Think warm thoughts, people. 24 of a high tomorrow. And how many days till Selection Sunday, my friend? Uh, good question. <laughs> what is it, March 15th? Yes, I think so. 
The fifteenth this year, I believe. And remember, you got February, the short month. While you're while you're while you're counting that down, yeah, March fifteenth. Got, got a tweet from uh, Daryl Davis, by the way. Uh, tough game, but we will for sure bounce back off this one. Uh, hashtag, uh, hashtag Flyer Nation. So that one from uh, Baby D. Uh, right. Eight points tonight. So we'll see uh, the Flyers bounce back against uh, Fordham. But yeah, I think selection Sunday, March fifteenth. So we're trying to think Correct. warm thoughts, Flyer fans, because yes. we've already entered the. It's time for winter to go away. I right? need it to be April already. <laughs> 66-64, the Dayton Flyers, a loser tonight to the UMass Minutemen. Dayton drops to 16-4 and on the year, 6-2 and in A-10 play. UMass improves to 11-9 and and 4-3 and in the Atlantic 10. And this all-time series, Tiz, now tied at 11 games apiece. Yeah. Uh, Amherst continues to be a house of horrors for this Flyers team. Tiz, as we mentioned, it is a road venue that has historically not been kind, no. including a loss in 2009 at the Mass Mutual Center. Uh, in road games, we can't just say Amherst strictly, but yeah. going back to 04 Tiz now at UMass road games versus UMass because I'll, I'll count the Mass Mutual Center as it, that's, that's a, a road that's game. A that's game. not a, that's not a mutual site. Amherst that's a, is a suburb of Springfield. That's a home game for the Minutemen. One in five now are the Flyers at UMass since mm. 2004. Last win February 8th. 2004 for the Wayback Machine. So it's yeah. another A10 road venue, Tiz, that has historically not been nice to this. No, team, it hasn't. But, this program. but you know what? Amherst hasn't been kind to a whole lot of A10 schools. So let's be yeah. fair about that. But it's always historically been tough. But you know what? Moving on with that, well, Derek Kellogg's a good coach. He's done a good job. Uh, I think he's what a Calipari disciple uh, took over for Travis Ford uh, when Travis Ford took the Oklahoma State job. That's right. Derek Kellogg's done a pretty good job. I mean, look, they made it to the NCAA tournament last year, lost in the second round. He's done a good job with that program, and uh, you know they're still pretty competitive. And they're oh, they always seem to be right at the 500 mark or, or just yeah. a game or two above 500. They're always competitive. They always have been. Going back to when Bruiser Flint was the head coach, and this is a team that's lost a lot from last year. You know, yes. the graduate, graduate, graduate. It's been a long day for me. I've been here since <laughs> eight thirty this morning. Raphael Putney, no Chaz Williams, uh, mm-hmm. another graduate last year. You Great know, player. that's that's a lot of you know that's a lot of talent. You just graduated last year, but uh, a frustrating loss, Tiz, obviously because you feel like the Flyers really beat themselves tonight. But one that's not going to, I don't think, crush the Flyers on uh, Selection Sunday. Speaking of March fifteenth, this is a team that's got a, an RPI of fifty three. Um, so it's not going to be one no. that, that that kills them by any means uh, no. on Selection Sunday. It, it's not that the Flyers lost this game, and it's not, but it's the way that you know it's a game they could have won. This is really as you as we've talked about tonight. This was a game that Dayton could have won if they had done this, if they had done that. But look. Now you're over that. Now it's time to get ready for the Fordham Rams. And uh, you know what? UMass is going to move on because they got to get ready for St. Louis, but Dayton's got to get ready for Fordham. And then they got their neck after Fordham on Sunday, John, Super Bowl Sunday, yep. at GW at St. Louis. But they got to take care of business against Fordham. Well, here's the thing, too, Tiz. Archie mentioned it. Fordham, as you look at the schedule, is is the halfway point of the A-10 slate. Right. If they beat Fordham. You're 7 and They two. are 7-2 and two at the halfway point. That's pretty point. good. I would have taken that at, Same here. At, at back on November 14th against Alabama uh, A&M. Same here. Let alone on after, after the Arkansas game when they had the dismissal. Correct. But for now, Flyers and Losers 66-64 to the UMass Minutemen. Archie Miller and company dropped to 16-4 and four on the year, 6-2 and two in A-10 play. That's it for us Flyers fans tonight. Our next game is Fordham, Super Bowl Sunday, 2 o'clock tip, this Sunday, February 1st, which means we are live from Casano's on Brown Street at 1 with the expanded Bud Light pregame show. Larry Hansgen, I'm sorry, Brucky Bockhorn and Tom Michaels have the call at 2 o'clock at UD Arena. For uh, I'm John Bedell. I'm John Tisdale. It's been a long day. I can't even think. Larry Hansgen, get well, my friends. We'll see you on the radio on Sunday, Flyers fans. Until then, go Flyers. Go Flyers.